Welcome to Last Man on Earth. My name is Lex Durgan. As always, I flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's been waiting six years for winter to come, so it can match his own reaction to seeing Kit Harrington in just a fur. Uh-huh. The- <laughs> Is that explosive? Is that explosive for you? I know you're like emo, emo men in, in fur. I'm a uh, man. I'm so cut out of society because I've never seen Game of Thrones. Are you really? Yeah, it's all anyone talks about. Uh, well, for six years they've been saying winter is coming. The very first episode, of the very first season, the, the whole thing was winter is coming, and finally after six seasons, they announced winter is here. You oh, don't get, you won't get it. But there was cool. a cum joke. There was a cum and a gay joke in there. <laughs> that's all you need to know. <laughs> this week's show is sponsored by Americans who didn't understand Brexit but felt a need to strongly voice an opinion on the matter. Brexit, because sharing a Facebook story with a passionate emoji is the same as offering an educated opinion. Matt, does that drive you nuts when people uh, have strong opinions about things you know they know nothing about on Facebook? Uh, I've noticed that people's move now is they'll kind of memorize two facts yeah. and then act like they got a lot more that they're holding back on. Yeah, right. You know, they mentioned like Slovakia and the Brexit argument. And you know, they read they read a blurb about that somewhere. I just honestly, two weeks before the Brexit vote, there was not a single American discussing Brexit. And then like a week before the vote, it would became the most important thing to everybody in America, even though A, it had nothing to do with Americans, and B, I know they knew nothing about what it was. There's no way, unless you worked for like a think tank or, or a public policy or something. Like, th- no, one, no one just is familiar with British politics. No, it was like one, one direction was tweeting out what they would vote on. <laughs> People decided their vote based on one direction. That's just really bad. I just hate, mostly just hate Facebook. We're going to talk about Zuckerberg later. I, I think Facebook is destroying us. And a big shout-out thank you to the Surly Goat in West Hollywood and Santa Monica Boulevard, where The Last One on Earth is taped every Tuesday night. And come and have th- between three and five beverages until the chunky chicks look beautiful. Uh, on that happy note, if you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter at Last Men Podcast or on Facebook, also at Last Men Podcast. All right, on to the show. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. I know you in high school, your goal was to get girls pregnant and take them to Planned Parenthood for abortions. All the cool dudes were high-fiving out back of the, the parking lot at Planned Parenthood. Have you ever been to Planned Parenthood, by the way? I've never been to one. I think I knew a girl that got free uh, birth control there. I've never been inside. Uh, there was uh, always bowls of free condoms there, uh, Planned Parenthood. I'm just uh, saying I've been once or twice before. I don't think we had them in Alaska. Um, no, you just had the shovel. They would hit girls in the uterus. <laughs> that was like the end of their pregnancy. Uh, Shouldn't it be called Unplanned Parenthood? Yes. Yeah, they changed their names. Well, I think the idea is that you're the smart woman who is planning the time she wants to have a baby. It's very progressive thinking. All I can tell you from sitting in Planned Parenthood a waiting room before is if you're the only guy in there, there's 20 girls in there, you could score with any one of them. <laughs> it's just, first of all, they look at you like you're a hero because you're the one like boyfriend or husband or somebody who came along with the girl to, to, you know, to get checked up. Yeah. And second of all, they're all in the Planned Parenthood, so you know they're fucking loose, right? So these are all girls who are sexually active, uh, at least had a couple of abortions. Most and likely, yeah. yeah it's a, I'm just saying, it's a good place. If they had opened a bar there, they were certain liquor. <laughs> I think they get a lot more guys there. Uh, speaking of Planned Parenthood abortions, your favorite topic, uh, Chelsea Handler, who just, I, I, I have never found her funny as a comedian before, and I was never really bothered by her till like the last year or so. Once she lost her job on E, she seemed to turn to the dark side and just really scramble for attention. And her latest bit of attention is in Playboy magazine where she has an essay about the fact, I guess this isn't the first time she mentioned it, but she talked about how she had two abortions in high school when she was 16 in the very same year. I don't know if that's calendar year or high school year. It's some kind of record though, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she was 16. She had two of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just, I 
think she's calling pussy on the girls who just had one abortion. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like the rope climb in high school. There are only certain people who could do it, and the guy who did it like really fast was like a hero. Uh, except she had a fetus sucked out of her sucked out of her body. Uh, her point was her point was that Texas had a ruling this week. Everyone's talking about it. they. The Supreme Court basically said Texas had to stop trying to stop women from having abortions and open shit up. And isn't uh, this Chelsea Handler like the latest in the line of? A sort of privileged uh, white women who should not be talking so much about all the abortions they had because it got loaded and got knocked up. I mean, isn't that not the way to sell pro-choice? Yeah, the article that she wrote, it was like, so I behaved really irresponsibly, and then I just got an abortion, then I kind of did the same thing again because I was just drunk. And it was like, well, that's what the right wing uses as an excuse to not allow people to get abortion like it's people like you that are kind of ruining it for the rest it's, it's of like kind of upscale white jewish girls like who just go to like party after high you know go to a high school party and get knocked up and then have an abortion because it's kind of inconvenient yeah you're right that's the exact thing like pro-lifers will use against pro-choice when did this become when did like saying you had an abortion become like street cred for women I don't know, because she seemed, like, real proud of it. There wasn't one... Well, uh, she did get laid in high school, so unlike you, she has, <laughs> that, she has that going for her. Could there just have been a side note? Like, by the way, I probably should have uh, used a protection or something. Like I, that. I Honestly, that's where I thought the thing was headed. Like, I went through this abortion, and hey, I'm a comedian, and I can laugh about it, but it really was horrible, and it was a lot of tears and depression and pain and suffering, so you should use protection. But she didn't mention any of that. She just mentioned, like, I'm glad that girls can get abortions now. With unfettered access, and it only, by the way, it only cost me two hundred thirty bucks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, she she was just super psyched. She's, you know, because being pro choice, that doesn't mean you're like pro abortion. Like you, like you think that's what the brochures say. They're, they're awesome. <laughs> that's what the brochures say. I mean, you walk into Planned Parenthood, they say we wish we didn't have to exist. <laughs> like, well, yeah, me too. I mean, it isn't like I, this is not the first woman I've noticed. I don't know if you know news or social circles of yours. Well, you've seen women like in the last year or two coming out and talking about their abortions as if, and by the way, not from like some tragic circumstances, but just, you know, they had a baby, they got pregnant at the wrong time in their young life, had an abortion where they're just talking about it, like, you know, everyone should have this because I got to do this and my life was better because of it. Yeah. So what was going on in Texas? It was like, were they, was this the where they were making them watch like nasty videos <laughs> and like trying to convince them against it? Yeah. It was like, like a, there was parental consent laws and there was like, you know, you could block access on like, you couldn't go on every other Saturday and you had to like go behind the Walmart. I don't know. Some shit. They were, they were just making up fake excuses to make it harder for women to get abortions. Basically. Right. But when Chelsea Handler was a, a teenager, you could just walk in and walk out. I yeah. Guess. 230 used like a visa, a visa, a check card and you <laughs> walked in, walked out uh i don't know where she's from exactly but you know i mean she's not the first and not the last but i, I think bragging about the fact that you had an abortion is the wrong way to go to sell i mean i think america is 60 70 pro-choice whatever it may be but when you hear stories like this and i'm pro-choice as well i think like fuck if that's what the choice sure is that's a really fucking bad thing yeah i mean it's just really like low class to brag about having abortions i mean you would think it it's not really healthy for you physically or mentally to go through. It's something that should be avoided. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm planning on never having one myself. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking, like, God, banging fifty cent was the worst thing she ever did. And then I'm thinking, like, two abortions. I don't know. That kind of like does that go on your Match.com profile? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, when I, you put it all together, it's she's not looking too great. Love movies and hiking and abortions. Isn't like it wasn't the rhetoric from like pro-choice always like the picture of like the destitute woman, the like minority woman with like five kids and her 
her, racist as it was, her her baby daddy was in jail, or he played for the NFL, uh, or some you know woman who got raped, or was a victim of incest, or some horrible like commercial images they'd run to make you think like, God damn, these women deserve abortions. Isn't that like the way to sell this shit? Yeah, I, I don't know if Planned Parenthood is super down with her, you know, sort of stepping out like this and and uh, you know advocating. I don't even get what her point was. I think it was just like, I'm really awesome because I was precocious enough to have two abortions when I was 16. I think everything Chelsea Handler writes or says at some point is about how awesome she is, <laughs> including her abortions. Like she has a you know frequent frequent stamp card you know, to get abortions. Uh, by the way, this was in Playboy magazine, which as far as I know, used to be a spank magazine for guys to look at naked women. Yeah. I would be pretty pissed if I went to like look at my Playboy now. They no longer have nudity. I went to look at my centerfold and there's Chelsea Handler discussing her fucking abortions. That's just... That's a fucking boner killer, isn't it? Yeah, that's kind of the opposite of what you're looking for in terms of... But, you know, the chicks have clothes on now. Uh, I wonder if Maxim and... Uh, and uh, What were the other kind of light spank? Loaded. Sw- uh, well, Swank, always my favorite. There was Stuff. There were some other ones. They're all stuff, gone now. Yeah. Stuff. They're all, they're all gone now because you can get porn on the internet, which I understand that. There's no reason to have a magazine that prints porn. But also, why, do guys, why does a men's magazine want to read about abortions? I feel like... We're all, this is one of those topics. Abortion is one of those topics where we're better off where we don't actually know what's going on. Like, there's you read the number 1.2 million abortions. It's better off if you just assume that's all horrible situations where women had no choice. I mean, there is still like I get her advocating for abortion rights, I guess, but it's just isn't it like in South Dakota? There's like two in the whole state or something. Two abortions or two women? Two. <laughs> I'd find, by the way, if I was in South Dakota, they had they only had two abortions. I would seek out those women who had the abortions. That would be the girls I would target as my girl. As my if I was like a right wing politician, I would I would target Chelsea Handler and be like, "This is why we should cut back access because you know these people you recreational, know, they recreational don't have any abortion. responsibility involved. Yeah. They're not even taking a little bit of accountability." Yeah, and I think when you have the second, the <laughs> first abortion, everyone should get one abortion for free, sort of gratis. Yeah, and not necessarily you got to pay for it, but I mean, without the moral, you know, all the judgments coming down you. But if you have two in the same year. Like you just had an like you just found out you're pregnant. You just had an abortion. Parents took you to get an abortion. She said it was like the first time her parents were ever helpful or responsible. Do you go back out and just start having unprotected sex again, thinking like what could possibly go wrong? Yeah, well, it seems to be a pattern for her, I guess. Yeah, really. What else do we? Oh, yeah. Well, the executive at E. E. So she's gone. I mean, at some point, I don't think she's making this up just for like some sort of like story or credibility, something like that. Just to let you people know, she was like wanted in, wanted in high school. <laughs> guys, do you know any guys who brag about the fact they got a girl pregnant she got an abortion? Have you ever heard that story from a guy before? No. In fact, I don't know one person who has told me they've had an abortion because I think it's kind of a private <laughs> <Yes>. thing. <laughs> I think I'm sure it is. I'm sure I know someone that has had one. So a fa- like a new Facebook status, like in abortion, abortion number of abortions. Is, <laughs> it's just insane. I, I don't like Chelsea Handler to begin with, so I, I, you know, I'm kind of biased. But two abortions at 16, that means you're, you know, that's prom queen material to me, if, if you're asking me. Uh, Chelsea Handler, keep your abortions to yourself. I mean, we're, you agree with me, we're better off if women don't talk about their abortions. You and I will fight for the right of women to have abortions. We just don't want to fucking hear about it. There's a good and a... 
there's a right and wrong way to advocate for abortions, and it's not by just saying like, "Hey, let's see, uh, have a survey of who had the most abortions," and they'll be like the spokesperson. Yes, like that's not how it works. She is. Uh, she could. She's still of age. She could have one or two more if she puts her car to it. And by the way, that fifty cent thing still throws me a little bit too. That was really utterly disgusting. <laughs> All right, Chelsea Handler, uh, good for you on your two abortions. Go for the hat trick if you can. All right, uh, let me ask you, Matt. I know you are a big fan of Kanye West. I'm not a huge fan. Uh, you own all his albums. You've been to his birthplace outside Chicago. Uh, none of this actually happened. Uh, did you happen to see the Kanye West uh, video for Famous? The song yes. Famous? Yes. Wait, wait. Here's how Kanye West released music. So he has this album called The Life of Pablo because he's like comparing himself to famous people named Pablo. Who's Pablo? Well, it was like Pablo Picasso, other famous Pablos. Oh. But it doesn't make sense because, A, your name is not Pablo or it's not even Paul. It's fucking Kanye. Uh, second of all, you can't get his album anywhere. So he's like kind of teased at releasing it, but it's only available on this title music service. Yeah. Which like 11 people belong, <laughs> 11 people belong to. Does he like own part of that or he something? He owns part of it. He and Jay-Z and other people, artists, put money into it. It was sort of their answer to like, you know, to all the uh, music streaming services and Pandora and all those places, Spotify, they don't pay them enough. So I said, let's start our own. Oh, I see. And this is a really great idea. And they had, we're going to get Beyonce and Jay-Z and all these people that, you know, are super top sellers of music and we're going to make this happen. And that's really like, you know, that's a really poor, <laughs> turned out to be a really poor idea because more goes, you know, there's something like the artists always believe we have the power. Right, right. Artists for centuries, for millennia, have always believed we are the ones with the power only to always inevitably discover they, they actually aren't the people with power. It's the, it's the dudes who run the corporations that have the power. Well, perhaps they rely in a bit of, in a symbiotic way on the services to a degree as well, which they're not talking about. Because I don't know anyone that listens to Kanye West or has bought one of his albums. I'm, I'm sure. I'm well, you don't know sure, anyone know who's having an abortion. You don't think it's the same people having abortions? That, someone's you know? got to be listening to it. I don't know anyone. Maybe I just don't hang out with. Well, with, actually, as a matter of fact, no one's listening to the current music because you can't even get it if you want to. You have to be on the service, which apparently nobody's on. So since nobody's, nobody really heard his music, he had a big premiere at the L.A. Forum where he did songs from other albums. And actually streamed live through title through his title service uh, this music video for Famous, the song Famous, which I'm sure you haven't memorized yet. <laughs> <laughs> but it was this bizarre video. It was like, I don't mind an artist. I mean, Eminem, rappers, every rapper's done a song about what it's like to be famous and the cost of being famous, the price of being famous. But Kanye's was a little different in that he had wax figurines of naked, a lot of naked celebrities. Commissioned uh, naked, bent over dolls. I'm just assuming that cost a shitload of money because they were really photo accurate dolls. I thought they were real. They look. They're supposed to look real. They were obviously fake. It was naked Taylor Swift. There was naked Donald Trump. He had like his wife naked next to Ray J. And he obviously naked. jerked off on all of them. Oh, I, there's before and after. Did, I really, let's put it this way: you can't return them to the wax figurine <laughs> shop after what he did to them. Fucking melted their vaginas and stuff. Uh, he just sort of picked an assortment of a famous people and b people he'd like to fuck. I think. He, had, he has this thing with Taylor Swift that's been going on for years where he just has this weird obsession with her. Uh, and I feel, I feel bad for Taylor Swift. I th- said she's not the first white girl who just hates black people. <laughs> so she shouldn't be. So like her and Kanye are in on this together. She, you think no? She no loves way. The you think so? That that he, she, you know, she you think still, she wants a naked a naked representation of herself in bed next to Kanye. No, I don't think she wants that. At first, my first reaction was, "Who cares? It's a doll." But I was like, "Well, what if he built it and then like 
stabbed her to death. The, like the doll. Like it's creepy. Like I'd be creeped out. Oh, he's like the worst stalker ever. Because I, I think his mom did like some number on him. His mom was really weird, and he grew up in a weird way. His mom did some weird sexual shit to him or something like that. His mom that. died of plastic surgery, right? Uh, liposuction, yeah. Are you Compl- allowed to make fun of that? or? Oh, yeah. No, I do all the time. Okay. They suck the life right out of her. <laughs> it, just, uh, it, was, it was unfortunate. I mean, it was like... It's not, it's, actually, it's, it's unfortunate when women like go on cheap plastic surgery and end up dying for it. And this was 10 years ago when liposuction was huge and like... Everybody with anything close to a medical degree was just doing liposuction in their basement. Right. Like, literally half the dentists in Los Angeles were doing liposuction. It with, was in, the, with the same equipment as they use on the <laughs> no, they would just, people's mouths? They would buy, like, the equipment for 20 grand or whatever it costs, and they would just literally set up a, sh- a shop of doing liposuction, like, in the evenings and weekends. Supposedly it, it leaves a mark, right? The liposuction? Yeah, where you, they put the hose in. Left a big mark on Kanye's mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's on, she went out. Yeah, no, it, was, it was, you know, it was... Sad, I guess, because his mom was way before her time, and it's only funny because it was Kanye's mom, and she was an older woman trying to get liposuction. Yeah, I guess it's kind of sad in a way, but but I think she fucked him up. And now he's the worst kind of stalker because most stalkers are like unemployed dudes who work like you know part time vagrancy jobs. They have no money, so they kind of hang around outside your house, or they have to save a month to get stamps to send you nasty letters. Yeah. Kanye's got like a shitload of money, a shitload of distribution channels. If he's your stalker, he can basically do whatever he wants, including spending a ton of money buying a wax figurine of you naked and putting it in his music video where he's laying naked next to you. Yeah, and he knows where to find people, too. Like, he can show up to a party, and, you know, no one's going to kick him out, probably. No, he can go wherever he wants, get whatever he wants. It, was this the strangest? I mean, look, there's, there's some point. Kanye's clearly off his rocker at some level, but that's, not, that's true of a lot of great artists. Do you find anything, Kanye's kind of nuts, do you find anything admirable about his art? No, you can't. You can't just be kind of crazy and act like therefore you're a good artist. He's just an asshole who's not really an artist. But it's not like sort of every painter ever. <laughs> like, it's not, aren't there like tons of artists that really just you look at their art and you're like eh, whatever, but they become like this cult around them because yeah. they're just kind of nuts. Paint a couple circles and yeah. You know, there's I mean, a isn't, guy that isn't being nuts like the better half of it. Well, you know, with him, he understands to his credit that that is a stereotype that you know. Artists are nuts, but that doesn't mean that just because you're nuts, you're an artist. Uh, well, no, but if you are nuts, you do call yourself an artist. I just ask any homeless person. <laughs> any homeless person, they're all artists. <laughs> but he does. He has a track record now of ten to fifteen years of doing crazy ass shit. I mean, his, all his Jesus shit, all his other movies he's made, and the albums, and the music videos. It's clearly like a disturbed thing about him. And then there was this article last month from a South African rapper who was working with him. who just said like. This dude's fucking nuts. I mean, he went to work with Kanye in the studio and said, this guy is just like right. ADD all over the place. He's fucking flipping on anal porn. He's talking about his wife's vanilla pudding recipe. I think, he tries, like, I think he tries to be weird because he's, so? he's just not that interesting. And I think he knows like people will interpret it. I know people like that. You know, they'll, they'll do weird shit on purpose and, and uh, thinking that that makes them somehow in high esteem or something. Yeah, like putting naked Bill Cosby in bed with you. First of all, if he jizzed on Bill Cosby, the wax figurine naked, the, the Cosby deserved that, right? That's just like I mean, it's a alone small with- form of justice. It's <laughs> not, you know, it's not prison where he belongs, yes. but it's something. I was going, I was going fine until they pulled back on the camera and you saw and you saw Donald Trump's naked ass. That was like too much for me. I stopped like, watching it. That I was like, yeah, it's kind of cool. You spent twenty grand on a, on a naked, uh, you know, Taylor Swift, and those probably looked like her tits See, and stuff. Most guys, when their lovely bride is all over Pornhub getting railed by a guy that looks 
pretty much exactly like you. Yeah. Uh, well, most, all black people look alike. <laughs> most people did not embrace that. So he made a naked guy of the... Ray J. Ray yes. J, the guy that fucked his wife. And pissed, I think on, and pissed on her, by the way. Ultimate incarnation of this, and symbolically, and just is, is Kanye and Ray J just should start fucking... Well, and also, by the way, Kanye used to watch that videotape when he was fucking Amber Rose, who was also in the bed. Wax figurine of her was in the bed. So when yeah. he was dating Amber Rose, she claimed that he was watching that sex tape of Kim and Ray J. It's a bizarre thing. And hey, we talked about this last week with porn collections, Michael Jackson's porn collections. Guys have weird sexual fetishes, and that's okay. If, like women with their abortions, you kind of keep it to yourself. <laughs> But when you start fucking manifesting it in, like, your music videos and, like, force it in people's face, like, how fucking weird shit, like, you want this guy to fuck your wife again and you got turned on by it and you want to fuck Taylor Swift so you're going to put her and they could build Cosby in bed next to you. When you start doing that and then you invite your whole family, like, your wife's family to see this, that's when I think, like, you've kind of crossed the line to, like, you're just a fucking, I, I, just a weird dude. That's a weird dude. I don't know. Like I said, I don't know who's listening to his music. It seems like everyone thinks he's an asshole. So I don't quite understand where his popularity is stemming from. I know he's still kind of coasting on, you know, invading the stage when Taylor Swift was on the VMA. Still, he still mentions it five at years least, ago. He mentions it at least once a month in every interview he does. <laughs> so. thing. But he sells, he makes a lot of, I mean, for all this talk about being slaves to like Spotify and, you know, Pandora and stuff like that. He's made a lot of money. These yeah. guys all make a lot of money. So he's like a rich dude who's fucking dangerous. And he's got his fucking shoes. People buy his shoes and his fucking Yeezy, whatever. I, don't, I, mean, I just want to admit, his shoes are actually kind of sweet. Really? Like They're not shoes. worth the 200 bucks or whatever. Shoes. But You should have put Naked Bill Cosby in the shoes. That would, <laughs> that would be fucking awesome. It's a, the thing that bothers me the most is the fact that like he's inviting his wife's family and the little sisters and the mom and the grandma and stuff like that. And they're all going to the fucking L.A. Forum to go see this fucking porn basically about their about their sister or their daughter yeah and they're all cheering and clapping and dressed up for the occasion like they're going to the opera or something like that is there a point when you like you don't want to see your daughter something you know it's kim kardashian granted but you don't want to see her like exploited in this way any longer i would think i would think so i mean because i don't know what the laws are how that would apply but because i was thinking you know he's got taylor swift naked which was kind of funny because i'm sure she doesn't like it but it's also seems really invasive and and like super creepy and inappropriate but like if you built like a super life-size replica of her and just like raped her like stabbed her to death would that violate some kind of fucking law or can you just do this type of shit i don't know i don't remember you being so outraged when nail and palin came out (laughs) that's all i gotta say when they found the actress who looked just like sarah palin started fucking double ass penetrating her that didn't seem to get you too too (laughs) too flustered I agree. They I could mean, have just got Sarah Palin. They, uh, oh, she probably does her own shit, I'm sure. Oh, with the basketball team, you Clean mean? Rice. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Uh, I wish that was on tape. I'd watch that. <laughs> uh, it, it, is a, it is a bizarre thing. It's a, for the first time ever I think I felt bad for Taylor Swift was watching that music video. I just, I'd be creeped out. I would think this guy was going to kill me. Yeah, it's one thing to rap about how you made her famous and you could fuck her anytime you want to. It's another thing when you actually put a, like, a, woman, a replica of a woman naked in bed next to you like in a sexual position. That's very odd. All right, uh, Kanye, what comes next? I want to see. Uh, well, let's ask the four people on title if they can share, share, their video, share their video again. By the way, if you're not very popular, the best thing you do is put yourself on a music service nobody belongs to. So you can just say, like, you know, millions of people want to hear this, but only three have. Like, it might be a thing that uh, crazy people gravitate towards because my friend uh, went to a party at Charlie Sheen's house and uh, he, he had one of those real dolls. Ooh. And uh, he, he cut its hands off and buried it in the yard. 
Charlie Sheen did? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was, was coked up. It was probably fucking HIV positive, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just... Yeah, sex dolls. We're going to talk about some weird sexual stuff later. I, sex dolls to me always always cross the line. Again, do whatever you want. Do it in the fucking basement. Lock the door. <laughs> pull the shades and don't tell us love your soul. Fine by me. But don't make a video about it. Invite 20,000 people to come watch your, watch your film too much. All right, Kanye. You are famous. All right, Matt. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. You claim, <laughs> you claimed assertively this week, and this uh, this is an email from me. I wrote this email. I'm going to say right now, I'm not going to make up a fake name. Uh, you said earlier this week that photography, you were talking about a nine-year-old photographer who's a photographer genius, like a Doogie Howser of, of <laughs> photography, a nine-year-old getting great acclaim in the... Uh, nine-year-old girl's uh, photographing weddings, and she's yes. in very high demand. I think she charges quite a bit of money. Yes, she does. And you claim uh, very outrageously that photography is not a skill. No. That there is no skill to photography and that basically every photographer who's famous or successful is just a novelty, a various, no, various level of novelty of carrying around cameras. And the only real skill is buying equipment. Yeah. Usually their parents <laughs> own the equipment. So they kind of... Well, she's fucking nine, man. She doesn't have her own camera. Well, she might. <laughs> she's doing weddings. Are you standing by that? And by the way, if you stand by that, can you name any other professions... Or noteworthy pursuits, people where people gain great acclaim for things that are require no skill whatsoever. I think one of the analogies I thought of was much like you know you just part of photography. Well, the entire skill is owning the equipment. Um, NASCAR. You have to point whatever you have to point at the thing you're shooting. <laughs> yeah, you have to point and press the button. And yeah. there are a few basic uh, you know tips that you can pick up within a week or two. So it's not like it requires zero skill. You can't have a you know, some retard come off the street. And what, about, what about getting people to smile? That's hard. I don't. Uh, you I gotta don't, do it like I feel a. Like pie. They don't do that half the time. I work with a photographer. She used a, she used a hand puppet to get people to smile. Well, that was easy. <laughs> I think uh, it worked on me. You know, NASCAR driver. You gotta own the car. Yeah, you, you got you gotta be around 150 pounds or less. I think you can't pee for like three hours. Oh, that's not easy. No. Although I think they actually have a little lining in their suit so they can piss if they need to. Um, model. Yeah. you got to be attractive and tall. But the skill you're saying, what about the distance, the distance stare, the 10,000-mile stare? Yeah. Well, that can. I think that's just a product of being dumb and deciding to uh, pursue a career in standing what or walking. Look, what, what about they look at their shoes like they're thinking about something? <laughs> What about, like you were saying, with artists, like uh, Jackson Pollock, abstract artist, uh, you know? So, so, what do you, so what do you think? I mean, here's, here's a question. Since you believe all these uh, pursuits, and we, were talk, we haven't even talked about DJing yet. Uh, if you believe all these pursuits, and I don't kind of agree with you, don't really require any specific skill, then how is it that some people become very wealthy and famous doing it? Well, a million people are abstract artists who are fucking living in the street, you know, or the back of their cars. I think you just got to have the confidence. You got to know the right people. Like with photography, you know, if you uh, have sex with uh, any of your subjects or do a lot of drugs with them, usually they'll allow you to take their photo. Yeah, you're talking about Terry Richardson now. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can't just hide in the bushes. They have to let you in their house or they have to meet you somewhere. He is his dad. He was second generation. His dad was a famous photographer. So that probably helped out a lot. I would say a lot. Yeah. I mean, you have guys like. Fucking Robert, Robert Maplethorpe. I got to look at this guy's fucking exhibit at the fucking <laughs> Museum of Modern Art. It's, it's just guys blowing each other. Yeah. The, the photography is not even that good. Yeah, no, I saw that in college. I, was, I don't even pay for that again. <laughs> once, once was enough. So you think it's just stick being born in the right situation 
And then networking, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And just, well, you know, considering yourself, marketing yourself, you know, acting like you're super deep and that you're some kind of genius. And I think DJ, I always look to see where the Victoria's Secret models are headed in terms of like their boyfriends or husbands. And they're all going after DJs these days. And then you look and you think, oh, God, why would they go after DJ? Because I just remember like lame dudes from the high school parties. Like, like turning on turning on tapes, mixed tapes or whatever. Yeah. And shouting the microphone or I think of a bar mitzvah DJ getting trying to get old ladies to dance. Well the ironic thing is it's it's actually getting worse. You know, it used to be like back in the day when you had uh Funkmaster Flex and these guys they actually would have some technique. They would scratch it, you know, speed yeah, it up, slow it, it down, down, fade it in and, and everything else. Scratch. Now they don't even do the scratching, which I think was the only aspect of musicianship in the entire I think they're just pressing play, right? And then putting their arms in the air and getting people excited. Well, that's a skill, by the way. I'm going to label that as a skill. None of them are especially skilled, but there are at least the guys that know how to basically mix two songs together, yeah. which isn't like a party trick or very difficult. I'm flashing in, back in to a time I tried to get everyone to wave their arms in the air like they didn't care, and nobody <laughs> did. That's super humiliating. <laughs> like, like, everyone arms in the air. Like, and everyone's like, fuck you, dude. And you're like, uh, your arm comes down kind of slowly. Like, that wasn't me. <laughs> like, that's horrible. But if you get like... Uh, Paris Hilton. First of all, Paris Hilton's doing it. So uh, she's uh, was uh, won an award uh, this past year in Europe as the, the, the top DJ in Europe. Uh, she's just pressing. That. She's just pressing play on an iPod. Probably a playlist that someone else built for her. Uh, and getting paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars and having sex with uh, somebody in the in the car. Yeah. So those are also skills, by the way. <laughs> I agree with you on the photography. I didn't like you picking a nine-year-old girl. I felt that was a little, that was a little gratuitous because there are no nine-year-old girls with a lot of skill that like could be applied. Well, what to what job could a nine-year-old girl do? That's a real job. Could a nine-year-old girl be a mathematics professor or? No, um, probably not. Uh, if you talk to Adam LaRoche, I'm sure he'd have some <laughs> examples of what's going on in Vietnam. Uh, you're right. I mean, it, there is there is if a child can do your job. Literally, it's probably not a high skill, not a high skill profession. Yeah, but you know, there's still, like I said, there's still bad wedding photographers and good wedding photographers. I agree. I don't like when people. I think people have to find like I think just like sports, like people find heroes in sports. Like guys will like elevate sports players to like some deity status. I think that's what other people who don't like sports do with artists, <laughs> whether it be musicians or photographers or you know painters or whatever. They have to like or opera singers. They have to have some deed in their life that does elevate for no reason other than they sort of, like, think they're cool. Right, right. And I think that's what happens here. Well, that's the cool thing about sports, though. You run a 100-meter race, the fastest guy. I mean, there's very little room for interpretation. Uh, basketball, to a lesser degree, you got someone like Kobe Bryant, who's, you know, super overrated. But nonetheless, wow, not the Kobe hate again. he's obviously really good, uh, which is why he's in the league. You know, you got a guy throwing a f- fucking red dot onto a canvas and uh, he's got to hang out with the guy that just drew a photograph that you can't even tell is, is a drawing. Well, I like those guys, you know, <laughs> yeah, all oh, the guys like with the autism guys who like recreate like medieval Italy from a photograph they saw one time ten years ago. Yeah, and they make it like micro <laughs> micro detail it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I those are artists as far as I'm concerned. I think the spelling bee kids are artists. I was just watching them on Real Sports. You know, uh, there's this autistic guy. They're all oh, by the way. They're all East Indian. Oh Pretty yeah, much. They they all they took, they took over that like Latin took over baseball. <laughs> There's this autistic guy that that memorized thirty thousand letters of pi. 
numbers, yeah, numbers, numbers yeah, of you pie. Were, you, weren't, you wouldn't do well Slices in of pie. No, I don't think I'm going to win that. He was talking for 12 hours, just saying three, nine, eight, seven, two, four. Like, fuck you, Kanye. That's impressive. <laughs> That's a skill. That is a skill. You probably watch for all 12 hours, too, which is pretty amazing. I would pay, I would pay uh, good money to watch that. Uh, child photographers, I want to apologize to you for advance. Matt's, Matt's hating on nine-year-olds like <laughs> girls. She's just trying to make a fucking living. She's just trying to turn a buck, dude, and pay her rent. Well, it's part of this whole thing of, of parents acting like their kids are all fucking geniuses. You know, it's so narcissistic. Our kid must be super gifted. Oh, yeah. She, well, she can point a camera right. and, and take a photo. It's that sort of old thing about how, old cliche about how, like, every kid is gifted, but only, like, 1% of adults are. <laughs> like, yeah. Something happened. I mean, it's all the abortions they're having in high school. I don't know. Not you, nine year old girl. You just stay safe. You don't ever get knocked up. Your, your art is too important to us. <laughs> By the way, do you even need a photographer at weddings anymore since, like, every single person in attendance has a camera? You don't need a photographer, period, anymore. <laughs> no, you don't really. Why are you taking a photo? Go on Google Images. There's a photo of whatever you're going to take a photo of. Yeah, and at a wedding, you have every single guest has at least their cell phone available. So you have 10,000 photos coming your way after a wedding. They're all going to be better than the photographer who doesn't know anybody at the wedding. Yeah, and like you're ever going to go back and really, you might see the photos. But yeah, everyone everyone there can take the photos. You're, gonna, you're never going to watch the video. Like, hey, do you want to watch my wedding video? No, why don't you go fuck yourself? <laughs> someone, someone once showed me a video of their wife giving birth. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. No, it was not sexy, and <laughs> sexy at why? all. Why? They, I don't know. It was just kind of like, they, it's just like they, people take, there's certain guys who videotape everything. <laughs> and I think the same guys who videotape everything believe that people like to see videotapes of everything. And they just don't understand that like that is like there's no private public boundary for them. Yeah, there's like I made a film of this. It was a magical moment. Take a look. Oh, look, her cervix is dilating. I'm like, oh, no, no. Like, why am I? He's obviously making sex tapes. If you gotta show something, yeah, I don't know. It was a, when the crowning happened. I was it. I took a. I went to go take a leak. <laughs> it was too much for me. All right, nine year old girl with Tiger. Yeah, I apologize to you again. Masked up, hating underage kids. Really bad. <laughs> plus, plus, you like Michael Jackson. All right, let me ask you, uh, Matt. I know you consider yourself black despite being the whitest person, uh, I think, in North America now. You <laughs> recently voted. Uh, there's been no color in your family for at least 17 generations. That's how you survived the last Ice Age. Uh, Justin Timberlake, clearly a guy who wishes he was black. I mean, he was a kid who grew up in, uh, he was on the Disney, Disney club shit, Mickey Mouse club shit. He grew up with, like, Britney Spears doing all that kind of crap. Well, he's from Memphis. He sings R&B. He kind of looks black. He looks like the guy on Seinfeld that they didn't know if he was black or not. But I think he's trying to make himself look that way, wouldn't you think? I mean, he's like... He yeah. Looks, let's put it way. He looks as black as that Rachel Dolezal woman who was past as the NAACP leader. Yeah, yeah. He looks like that, but he's never claimed... He's never, to his credit, he's never claimed to be black. He just likes the black culture and black music, which which a lot of music artists, the Rolling Stones and Clapton and other people throughout the years have always sort of... Well, first stolen, then sort of adopted a love of black music and black culture. Yeah. I don't have a particular problem with that. But he, there was a BET Awards, which I know you didn't watch because you're a racist. Um, <laughs> so you keep yelling, yelling the word Negro every time the channel comes on. You have to flip through your girlfriend, flip through it really fast. Um, the BET Awards seemed to me like the time when if you're white, you just stay away from the BET Awards. It's a celebration of black artistry. And uh, Jesse Williams, who stars on Grey's, he's an actor who stars on Greatest Anatomy. And for the record, might I mention his mom is his mom is Swedish. Um, so he gave a great, a really nice speech about racism in America. I actually thought it was pretty good compared to like some really crappy speeches at the Oscars anywhere else about race in America. 
Um, and Justin Timberlake just wanted to say, like, I thought that was a great speech, and he tweeted some shit. Like you said, it was something he, he probably parsed it a million times in his mind. I want to write something about black and ra- I'm not black and race in America and what a great speech he gave, but I don't want to take shit for it because I'm fucking white with curly hair. So he made like something about we're all one people, we're all one race. That was a beautiful speech. Some very innocuous thing, and immediately he was attacked by you know every black person on Twitter. There is black Twitter, by the way, uh, for pretending that he was black. I think Twitter is black Twitter. Twitter might be black Twitter. <laughs> I used to call it fat Twitter, but it could be black Twitter as well. Uh, they'll parse it up eventually. Uh, isn't isn't this a time to say like black people are just as racist as anybody uh, as anybody else? And when they're having their little racial powwow, it's probably the time for all the crackers just to stay away. Yeah. That was easy enough. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's nothing he could have said that would not have elicited some angry response merely because he was white, correct? No, because what he said was just super sober. And, yeah, like you said, there was just nothing. It was just a really trivial, trite statement. So... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how much backlash he actually got, but and, and I think he's a musician with some credit. I mean, some credibility in the black community. He works with black artists. He's featured on black artists uh, on rappers' albums. He features ra- black artists on his albums. He's always winning awards and NAACP shit and stuff like that. He's a fairly credible white guy in the black community, and he's still got a fucking lambasted for trying to mention anything about race. It's a real lose lose situation. I mean, look, the fact <laughs> that he was actually watching. These BET awards, yes, right. and legitimately seem to be choked up at one of those speeches. Right? <laughs> Shouldn't he be? Able to, he's got cred. He's got more cred than I have. I he's like I said. I think he may be blacker than Jesse Williams. who gave the speech. I've at least pointed out that my, my mom wasn't born in Sweden. Uh, he's from Tennessee. It's a little different. Uh, there's just, but isn't this the time to say a? There's absolutely no reason ever to write anything on Twitter ever, right? <laughs> because nothing good has ever come of Twitter. There's been, I think, I saw the other, like, six billion tweets. Right, right. Not a single one has ever, ever been beneficial. And two, if it's, a, if it's a black thing, it's a black thing. And if you're not black, this is very racist, a reverse racist way to put it. Just stay the fuck out of it. Are there any... So I guess Bill Clinton is considered the blackest white guy. He was considered, the first, at his time, the first black president, which is very awkward for when Obama... That was before they knew Obama was coming, like, not long after. Because now they put awkward, put Obama in a very awkward situation to be the second black president. Right. I'm just trying to think if there's any if there is a white guy that uh, that could get away with this. Like, is there any white guy with that much cred? Um, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. Because first of all, the people that are trolling and writing this kind of shit, they're not. It wasn't like big black celebrities saying this stuff. This is just random like black people on Twitter that write racial shit. You know, this is people that look for shit to write about racism. Right. So this wasn't like it wasn't like you know. Uh, Anthony Anderson was like writing back fuck you whitey <laughs> it wasn't happening these are people like if you look at all their tweets it was all fucking racially based shit yeah yeah I was just thinking there might be some some bizarre cultural perversion where like I know in Ireland the best selling artist of all time up until recently I haven't checked was uh, Shaggy uh, ooh I love Shaggy the uh, <laughs> Shaggy guy <laughs> uh, so I, I just thought maybe like I don't know like black people just love uh you know Mario Lopez or something. I don't know. I don't think there is that. I think there's like, and especially when it comes to the entertainment, I think they feel very disenfranchised. So they feel like the few roles we get are the few, which seems kind of cockamamie considering music is dominated by black music artists. 
And yeah. a lot of entertainment is. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on TV too for 12 percent of the population. There is. I know you. I know. Like I said, I know you. You block that out of your remote. Like it's on the unfavorite channels. <laughs> your remote. Your remote's actually racist, like yourself. So it actually seeks out black channels and censors them out. Uh, but it's this is the time for Whitey just to understand. Just stay the fuck out, right? Yeah. This is their. Th- this is their thing. I mean, you don't want to be like the only. I mentioned like when the black fraternities on campus have a party and they say, "Sure, everyone's invited to come." You don't go. It's just not, you're, not, right, you're, just right. not, you're just not welcome. And I think that's okay that minorities have their own thing going on. Yeah, just just don't chime in. I recently started lecturing people on when it's okay to, to drop an N-bomb when you're quoting a song lyric. Yeah, you did? And yes. I realized, like, I'm just not the person that no. you need to be taking advice from on this subject. Um, no. And it's just, and by the way, it is. let's be honest, it is very racist of the black people to be focusing on a white person's skin color and saying they're not legitimate because they're white. But that's okay too, because like you're okay to be racist. The black people, I mentioned earlier, the list of uh, uh, people that blacks don't like, a large number of blacks for racist reasons, is very long. <laughs> <laughs> but I think when you're only 12 or 13% of the population have been historically uh, prejudiced against you and you've been put down historically, you're allowed to be racist, right? Yeah, well, you can do whatever you want, really. Yes. I mean, you know, it's been a pretty fucked up couple hundred years, so. Uh, I totally understand the bitterness. I understand acting like an asshole in the Cheesecake Factory. Um, I get it, you know. Yeah. But I don't know. It might be time to kind of move on. Like, Well, that's 20- what Justin Timberlake said, by the way. He said, "We're all the sooner we all learn we're all one people, we're all one race, the more we can start healing. There's plenty that was of, pretty of fucking gay, by white <laughs> people that have done a lot for the black community. There's plenty of people in the black community that are that are horrible for the black community. So I don't know. I just think we should stop thinking in absolutes. You know, I mean, I kind of like his point. But that being said, I'm are you going to start? Black. Are you going to start singing? <laughs> that's just. I agree with you totally, and I also agree that that's never ever going to fucking happen. <laughs> that's just has never happened in like the ten thousand years of human history or whatever it's been. That tribalism has always existed, and yeah. for ten thousand years, there's always been a fucking John Lennon talking about how like we should rise above all this fucking tribalism. And all this hate and all this things of we xenophobia and shit we don't like about people that don't look like us or act like us. Yeah, and it's still yet to ever happen. In fact, it's probably worse worse than ever before. Well, that was the thing. Like the the best microcosm of it was that Barry Bonds thing. So you had these kids that are in high school. Right. His daughter goes to a thirty thousand dollar a year school. They say nigger when they're quoting a rap lyric. They're they're having fun. There's black people there. You know, whatever. He's like, suspend him. You know, this guy's privileged, too. Just because you're black doesn't mean you can't be privileged. And just because you say a word like your average uh, congressman in the South is probably racist, but it's not based on how much you say the N-word anymore. You no, know? no. There's no, way to, there's no way to know who is racist. So look racist. at things like from a broader perspective. It's just, you know, it's so easy to pigeonhole people. And to think uh, Justin Timberlake is like... Your problem is yeah. fucking insane. Why not come? Why not just come up with a cute like white nickname for him, <laughs> like a little white fudge or something like that? And just give him, give him some cute nickname. Take it down. Take it down a notch. You know, it's Justin Timberlake. This wasn't fucking like, you know, some fucking Donald Trump doing it, right? right. This was Justin Timberlake. Okay, give him, give him He's a fucking fine. Yeah, yeah. I like his Mickey Mouse Club shit. Go, <laughs> go away, black people. Sorry, how do you say that? Definitely not do that thing that you were talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, uh, but what I do want to do, Matt, is uh, I shit you not segment. Uh, every week you uh, read the headline to one story, 
And occasionally that secondary headline, you know, you sometimes you see in newspapers, mm-hmm. uh, you'll also read that. But then yeah. uh, you don't get into the text of the like story. Like the Daily Mail, how they do the bullet points at yeah, the top of the article. It's called article. a deck. There's a deck, and there's a deck. It's called the little sub-headline that kind of says, exclamation point, wow. Yeah. That's the kind of thing you read, and then you don't get into the text. But yeah. sometimes you will look at pictures. Uh, and what you found was a picture of a man named Trevor McDonald, uh, who I believe was a woman who became a man, a man who became a woman that back to a man. But all I know is you found a picture of him breastfeeding a baby, and it was one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. <laughs> So why don't you explain uh, why everyone should care about Trevor McDonald? Um, I don't know how much they should, but they he coined a new term, which is chest feeding, which I guess is when you have your breasts removed but still retain the ability to breastfeed. Um, so, so really he, anybody can chest feed. Well, I don't know if I if you can lactate if you're not because like, of, you mean because I'm a man. Yeah. So if you're a woman who becomes a man, you can chest feed. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That's the only people that can do it. And I I'll think remember that when I start uh, doing searches on Craigslist. Yeah, I think you have to get your breasts removed as well. It's very confusing. But yeah, so Trevor... First of all, you know this motherfucker's crazy because he could have picked any name, and he picked Trevor. Yeah, that's a bad name. What are you doing? Uh, that's a, If you could pick any name... What it's would not you like her name was like Trevora or some shit. <laughs> I always wonder when the like uh, you know uh, Bruce Jenner went to Caitlyn, like how does like how do you pick what name would you pick if you became a woman? Uh, something regal, something yeah, right, something really fancy. Uh, yeah, like Elizabeth. Uh, yeah, something like, like really like full and proud. Leona, something like old school, kind of very ladylike, right? Possibly something with a minority sort of flavor to it. Mm, Monique, there you go. <laughs> so she, he, Trevor. Uh, still, you know, kept uh, his, his vag. Um, yeah, of course. So had the two children, then sort of weaned himself off the male hormones. I'm going to go out on a limb and say this, this guy's a little confused here. Uh, married a gay guy, uh, which if you're a woman, I still don't get how that guy's a gay guy. No, no, he's a guy. Fuck. Wait, what is the I don't know. I've, I've just uh, Wikipedia and Kevin, Kevin Spacey <laughs> right now to figure out what's going on. I don't think you're gay if you're going down on a, a chick's beaver. Okay, I know a woman who married uh, uh, a gay guy. So he was gay and they got married. They don't think they had any sex, but they did get married. Well, just for, like... They just wanted to be married. They wanted to be, like, partners for life. And he went off, I assume, and did his own thing at times. And she went off and actually didn't do anything. I don't think she did anything. Hmm. But uh, she was like, you know, let's he, put it this way. He probably did a lot. She was not a woman with a lot of options. Okay. <laughs> she was not, like... I think I see where you're going with there this. There was not men beating on our door, straight men beating on our door. So if a gay guy comes along and says, I want to take care of you, like, okay. And, you know, by the way, we, you know, I just get, I get Tuesdays and Thursday nights off. Okay. <laughs> to go to the Turkish spa. I mean, I, just, I still get the point of getting married. It seems like they could have just had a birthday party or something. Like, well, they had a baby together. They didn't have a baby. I don't think, I, again, I don't know how to happen, but they had a baby. She wanted a baby, so she needed one of the, a dad around for the baby. Okay. Man, this is 2016, and we're in West Hollywood at the Surly Goat. Uh, this kind of shit is going on fucking every single next door next to us right now. Okay. This is a new American family. You should watch Campbell's Soup ads once in a while. <laughs> this is how America is. There's a, there's a gay man, there's a woman who's becoming a man, and there's a baby, and the baby chest feeding. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it's all, it's all good, but I just, I didn't quite get the need to coin a new term. Chest feeding? It's just breastfeeding. It sounds awesome. It sounds like it could be a porn term, by the way. <laughs> it's kind of awesome. So the baby was actually getting milk out of the male, out of the no, out of the no breasts, out of the nipples. Yeah, but it's, 
It's just a, it's just a chick with a beard. Yeah, but no, but there's no breast tissue anymore. No, but it's not like if you're flat chested, you can't breastfeed a kid when you're really? a woman. I, I just thought I always thought the amount of milk that a woman gave off was related to the size of her breasts. <laughs> is it? I, mean, I don't would, know. I just actually I always, make a lot of sense. I always, that's how it is in cartoons and the adult cartoons I watch. The woman mm. with the big breasts, it's all full of milk, and she shakes it, and all this milk squirts out. Well, you know, I would think that there's plenty of of milk. I don't know if the well, the milk is in the actual tit, right? Because it but gets all that, swollen. Would that milk be like loaded with hormones and shit too that the person was taking? I mean, should the baby really be? Is it was that is that gay milk? Is that what I'm asking? <laughs> I think so. Well, he said he went off the hormones. He had just maybe got them at an early age, which seems like a possible argument against doing that if you're not quite sure. Then yeah, you, you know, you're like, hey, I'm Trevor. Oh, shit, I have a couple kids here. Yeah, you know, it's like starting roids. You want to go all the way. You want to get to the body you want if you're on roids? Mm-hmm. You don't want to do roids for like a few weeks and do a couple bicep curls. Right. That's just not committing. But, uh, but also, this, what this speaks to me, what the story spoke to me other than vomiting from seeing the photo, was the fact there's doctors out there who just approve of all this shit. Like this guy wasn't, it's not like he was building something in his garage upon himself. You're going to medical professionals and they're doing this to you. This seems to me like people just don't say no. There's like surgeons and these other people. They don't say no anymore to anything, do they? Well, I don't know if he was super unhappy with having the, uh, you know, the Dwayne Johnson pectorals. Uh, I, I don't know if he really regretted anything. Uh, I don't really get the fucking point of his story. I don't get how it's a story, really. I well, mean, I, I guess it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's being kind of weird. It's a photo, and he came with a name. That's more than most stories have that you read. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty... Chest feeding is a pretty awesome name. I think... I have a theory that he kind of started with that pun and then went yes, through all of this ordeal just to get to that point. <laughs> yes. Like, he walked into the surgery center and said, everyone, listen up. Chest feeding. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because everyone wants to coin a cool term, yeah. you know? and then everyone started sketching shit out, like, what this could look like. Yeah. I think doctors should be allowed to, like, do all this all this tranny shit kind of scares me. I think, I you know, there's supposed to be, like, some long wait period and all this stuff, but at some point, the doctor's just taking the money, right? Yeah. They're just taking, if you have cash, well, like, that guy wanted to look like Justin Bieber and up dead in the motel in Northridge. I don't, I, I don't understand how you're still allowed to be a doctor, because I think when you take that Hippocratic oath, it says... Pretty sure, like the only thing it says is you don't do shit unless it's necessary. Yeah, do no harm is what you're trying to say. <laughs> so, like, how are you still allowed to just be cutting off? Because they made a decision at some point long ago that there's a lot of money in this shit, and they're just gonna like say, you know, you could basically as long as you like ask them three times if they surely want to do it, that's enough. Right. <laughs> shit like that. But the tranny stuff, I know you have to go through a psychological evaluation before you can get your dick cut off. Apparently, it's real thorough. The psychological evaluation or getting your dick cut yeah, off? Yeah, yeah. It seems to be working really well. <laughs> so, uh, Monique, uh, listen, that's the end of that's the end of the chest, chest feeding segment. Uh, that picture is posted, by the way, lastmanearth.com if you want to see it. Uh, if it's something that tickles your fancy, I would go ahead and do it. Wait, I think it probably cost, I'd go 20 grand on that one. That could be another 20 grand thing tonight. I'm not really sure. It's a lot of... I, by the way, if you're spending all that money on, like, f- changing your chest around, that's just... That's a waste. Let's do a contest, you know. We'll get a breast milk pump and we'll we'll see what we can get out of our out of our nipples and then maybe you know someone that has a baby that would sample see who has the better guide milk yeah no uh you go first <laughs> and I'll, I'll consider my options all right uh trevor mcdonald uh bravo to you chest feeding i love that term uh, 
Matt, let me ask you. Sophie Simmons, uh, Gene Simmons' daughter, I don't know how he's able to have children, uh, uh, Gene Simmons' daughter and, and Shannon Tweed, who was also, who's listed very kindly as a Playboy Playmate. Uh, <laughs> as far as I know, she was mostly a Cinemax, late-night Cinemax actress. Uh, uh, yeah, Blonde, Rimmer. Back naked. when they were naked in the magazine. Yes, naked with big fake breasts. Uh, Sophie Simmons has always been, the daughter's always been a little chunky, which is fine. There's no reason to be... It's fine to be chunky. I think we all agree with that. She did some lingerie spread recently because this whole plus-size modeling thing has just taken off. Like, ah, oh, you know, you can't go anywhere without seeing a plus-size, famous plus-size model around. I know. There's Ashley Graham, and there's that's all I can think I'm just of. Just starting to get so turned on by fat chicks. This yes, whole plan is really, really working out. It's totally working. And I think if you open up Elle or Vogue or Glamour, you'll start just start seeing fat women everywhere. Uh, not to mention the mannequins are all changing shape in the stores. Uh, so Sophie Simmons is a little large. She's not large. Eh, she's large-ish. She's been, she lost a lot of weight for this lingerie shoot. Her premise was she did this shoot. She's basically in her bras and panties. She's kind of ha- mostly half naked. She doesn't like the fact that guys are, are commenting on her body. And when she, when she says she doesn't like it, what she means is she doesn't like the negative comments because everyone likes the positive comments. But why the fuck else are you showing yourself <laughs> half naked on the camera? Right. Uh, is it... Is it okay? Is it is it within the realm of possibility that a woman can pose her body mostly naked and then ask not to be commented on? Or is that just a ludicrous proposition to begin with? I mean, I think you can request, but that is, that's just not how life works, is no. it? You can't just put something out there and say, I only need the positive responses because how would we even gauge how good the thing is in that case? Yeah, or it's sort of like when celebrities, there's a tragedy of celebrity family and they ask for the privacy from the media. Yeah. The media goes, oh, yeah, they fucking just start jumping over the fence with fucking <laughs> cameras and shit. Yeah, it's like how certain movies, you know, when they know the movie sucks, they won't screen it for critics. Yes. And uh, that's frowned upon because then, you know, again, now you just got some shitty movie. It's not going to change the fact the movie sucks. Are we holding fat women to a, a uh, lower standard? Is there some level of standard they have that they shouldn't be criticized if, the, if they're heavyset and modeling, by the way? It's not like if someone went into the fucking California pizza kitchen, saw her eating pizza and told her she looked fat in her sweater. Yeah, she or if someone, up, like, hacked her email, saw her It was like someone thought her out and then, like, to make fat jokes about her. She put mostly naked photos of herself online. She's a little thick. And some people made some guys always... There's always be trolls who make comments. Isn't it fair that yeah. she can do what she wants and they can do what they yeah, want? I mean, if she was a dude, it, the same thing would have happened. If it was a guy putting up a song that he wrote, he'd get negative comments. If it was a... Any essentially anything that you could post on the internet is gonna you know an article anything is poor uh, Kanye. I mean, ninety nine percent of his reviews on Famous were fucking horrific. I, I mean, mean, is there really the the narcissism and, and wanting to have a sort of protected class to the point that no one can can make base criticisms of you? Well, you've mentioned this before. I think uh, women want equality, right? But equality to them means they put it in some protective bubble where their emotions can never be hurt, right? Is that really is that the say separate is that what separate equal means? That's sort of the, sort of the same thing. I mean, I mean, what was she saying? Was she just like, "This is bullshit. Stop writing well, mean shit was, to me." Well, no, she she did, but then she did that thing where she's transcended. They always women always say they, they transcended beyond the body shaming. Like it doesn't bother them because they feel good about themselves, and that's all that matters. Okay. In fact, she told she mentioned that her mom told her it doesn't matter what other people think; it only matters what you think of yourself. Which, by the way, great advice at twenty five or whatever. <laughs> A little earlier. Uh, but is that true? Is it really true that like feeling good about yourself is all that matters to your decisions? No, because you could be like a fucking child molester and feel good about yourself. What, they feel really good about that, especially if they if they ejaculate. They feel really good. I mean, that's true. I mean, you could be a murderer. You could do all sorts of horrible things or just sort of bad things in life. Or you could just be kind of a below average kind of loser. 
type yeah, or person. a fat model. I mean, isn't isn't public opinion sort of isn't there an upside to public opinion? Like, doesn't it shape doesn't it shape some sense of like your morality and, and is your decision right or wrong? Well, it's good to know what other people think. You know, I mean, obviously, anyone that puts anything on the internet is setting themselves up to have a ton of mean shit written. Yeah, especially lingerie photos when you're a little. Little muffin toppy. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that's not gonna that's not gonna work. I mean, is it realistic to think, guys? I mean, is that the point of, of feminism and this body shaming thing? Is that the is that the goal we're reaching towards, where men will just not make comments anymore? Yeah, I believe the objective is to kind of silence people. I don't know how, in theory, that could be practiced. Like, I remember when that catcalling thing was going around in New York. The group that put out that video, their goal is to make it illegal for men to cat call women on the street. Specifically construction workers and who were paid paid actors performing a videotape. <laughs> like yeah. The guy from the village people, like, foreman from the village people was there. Yeah. Cat calling, even though, he's, even though he's gay. Hey, how you doing today? <laughs> All right, you're going to jail. Uh, that's their goal. You know, that's what they want ultimately is is to silence people. And But it's not, uh, I don't think it's silencing. It's even like changing. Like the, It's even like we talked about that woman who was coaching, the one who caught Nick Young making signals at her at the stop sign. Yeah. And she wanted to coach later. Lakers. It's not even about changing the words they use. It's about changing the mindset of like leaning in and, and being the being the kind of man who stops other men from making comments that men do. It's like a it's it's a step beyond just silencing the words. It's a whole change of it's mindset. Like, yeah, and it's basically like an altering of our entire social fabric and thousands and thousands of years of fucking yes. genes and DNA yes. sequencing. Like your parents would have never fucking fucked. If your dad wasn't allowed to say hello to your mom. Right. You know. Or just push her down in the bushes. <laughs> or do whatever the heck in fact, Chelsea Handler's boyfriend did twice to her in high school. <laughs> fucking fucking player. Uh, no, I totally agree with you. And it's, I think it's it's a weird thing that, like, that's to me, like, we always talk about the difference between, like, the angry feminist and the not angry feminist. And your contention is that the non angry feminists really think the angry feminists are really fools. I think what the angry feminists really want is an end to male behavior. Yeah, they just wanted that all to go away because whatever. Like we talked about before, their dad wanted a boy. They don't like their boyfriend. They've been put down by guys their whole life. Whatever it is, they don't like men, and they want men to go away. Essentially, yeah, they don't like men, and they want to be able to tell people what to do because no one listens to them because what they're saying is usually idiotic. Um, it is. It is radic. It is radically stupid. There are never going to be a time, maybe another million years of evolution, when men prefer fat women to slender women. <laughs> That's just never going to happen. No. So what is the what? What can you possibly hope to achieve here? I don't know. I, I, I just don't. I don't get her. Yeah, I don't get what she wants. I don't. <laughs> it's women that we'll never. We're never. We're never. We're never going to understand them. And I, the more. I mean, here's a question. It was actually an email from Wyatt. Is like the more that these plus size and full size. Well, these are all at least fat. Let's call them fat. The more these fat <laughs> celebrities, like express to you over and over again how they're happy with themselves doesn't that make you believe them less and less yeah because i mean if you're first of all you know you got to feel kind of bad for the chick she's doing this she's obviously super insecure in the first place no real secure woman does a lingerie shoot unless she's making a shitload of money off it and even then usually a fat one wouldn't be doing it um so it seems like she's kind of confused i don't well so the advice her mom gave her was just feel good about yourself. When you, by the way, this is advice from her mom about being naked on camera. That's the best kind of advice from your mom. Uh, <laughs> her advice from her mom about posing sexy on camera was just feel good about yourself. That's all that matters. Right. You know, even though you're kind of heavy, it only matters if you feel good about yourself. What about the advice like 
lose a couple pounds. So he just, I don't know. My mom's advice would have been like, you're fucking fat. Lose, lose, some, lose some fucking hit the gym. Yeah. What about that? What about that advice? I don't know. I mean, it seems like at this point you just call yourself. Th- I mean, maybe some of the, you know, pining for the fat models is, you know, the sort of chubbier chicks just want someone fatter by comparison. And the whole thing's a big ruse, you know. Yeah, I don't believe in conspiracies. I'm going to tell you right now. I don't. I definitely don't believe fat women get together and create, create devious plots, <laughs> intricate plots that involve a lot of maneuvers. They got a lot of time on their hands. No, every every conspiracy theory ever, by the way, is debunked by the minute you meet the people that are supposedly, supposedly conspiring together. And you realize that like they're the fucking dumbest people in the entire world. There's no way three of them are working together. Yeah, it's just not simply possible. I think, by the way, I think we just changed the word plus size to fat. It would all go away like in an instant, <laughs> because all of a sudden people go like, "I'm fat and hell and happy about being fat." Nobody says that. They say plus size. It's a lot easier to say that kind but of. Lindy shit. West says you're allowed to say fat now. Um, oh really? What she doesn't know is I don't take my cues on what words I use from a fat or plus sized woman. What if she sat on you and made you? <laughs> that, that would be to- that would be totally different. Um, listen, plus size women, you have a place in this world. Sometimes people write very mean things about you, and men can definitely be mean. But guess who they're also mean to? Other men, extremely mean to other men. Some men are just assholes. And men are mean to other men too, and women are mean. mean to other women. Uh, women are horrible to other women. I was reading a story about an anorexic model today uh, in France. She was sent home. She was five nine, one hundred and six pounds, and she was sent home for being too heavy. And by the way, she hadn't had... Really? Yeah. She had not had her period in over a year for malnourishment, and her hair was falling out. Uh-huh. And she said she was too fat. I'm like, a guy would never say that to a girl. That's a woman saying that to a, you know, another woman. Only women are like that particular about other women. Guys are fucking pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> women like, appear to not have a good grasp on the, on the proper size, too. That's going way too far in the other direction. It is. And let's face it. Every guy you know would totally hit on a fat girl if she was going hot and loose. <laughs> we're not. We're just men aren't built to be that particular. Women are the particular gender. They're the ones who notice all the small flaws. Guys will get past most everything. They just got out of prison. That sounds good to me. You're pretty hot. Yeah. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. You're 5'9". You know, fucking, I can see your hip bones. That's cool. I kind of like that. I fat women stay where just to keep your clothes on. Can you agree with that? All right. <laughs> That's our show for this week. Matt, you have something you wish to pimp and promote? Uh, find me on Twitter at Matthew Rolston. Uh, for sound engineer, Brian, this is Lex. Last man on earth. We're out.